are looking at the undisputed greatest middleweight in the world at present. I'm looking for your chill sonnet. I'm looking for someone who literally puts his finger in your chest and puts you under some pressure because someone needs to have that self-belief and I'm not saying it from anyone. Oh! Knockdown for Adesanya! That is it! Still undisputed! Chemayev's called you out. That's a guy that definitely I'd like to fight. He will bring in a lot of eyes. He's the guy that would exactly do what you said. He has the self-belief. That's how it all starts. Yeah. And, that, and those are the ones who are crazy enough to make it happen. I was in a nosebleed. And now I made his nose bleed. I'm a petty motherfucker. <laughs> when Jordan in The Last Stand goes, and I took that personally, that's me. They said I don't have no knockout power. <laughs> when I talk about the dark side, like, there's a place I have to go to. Like, my mom has accepted it now. She, she understands, like, three weeks after the fight, if I'm not picking up her calls, don't take it personal. Huge right for Adesanya. Oh. I feel like I'm going to war. Get the bonus checks ready. Yeah, and I'm in London town. This Fuck, the it. tings. What's the painting like? As is, that, is that a thing? You had any luck with the ladies? Nah. You struggling? I think you're struggling. Bit. It's yeah? hard, man. It's it's hard to find people who, who really want you, I guess, for you. And also have someone who doesn't want to compete with you. This is not a competition. It's, yeah. You're trying to be... It's not a competition. I'm the champ. <laughs> First of all, you lose. <laughs> <laughs> what was the last thing a girl did that you thought, mm, you're a bit different, you? Care. Give a fuck. Everyone watching at home, I love you all. Hey, shout out to the puppy. Mwah. Life after fighting. Thing is, I actually just want to start a family. That's me. But yeah, for me, I just don't want to have all this shit to deal with when I when I when I do that. I want to be able to be like, what do you want to do today? And just do whatever the fuck he or she wants to do that day. Welcome back to the True Jody podcast sponsored by Gymshark. Today's guest, it's the legend, the middleweight champion of the world, Israel Adesanya. One day a legend, one day, still working. Oh, I think you're there, like. I'm on my way, but yeah. I'm still working. You're I getting compared like to Silva a lot. That's They've been good. doing that since my first fight. Yeah. I said this when I jumped in the UFC, I was like, because there's a lot of, oh, he's like Silva 2.0, this and that. And I was like, just give it time. Those comparisons will fade away. And they did. Especially after I fought him. But I feel like I do hear those rumblings now because of how many title defenses I have. Five title defenses. Mm. And I'm just like racking them up. But I'm like, eh. Because I'm still in it. You know, they say you can't see the forest for the trees. But I am uh, I know where I want to be. But I just feel like, no, let me just work. Just stay tuned till I'm done. And then we can be like, right, now this is what you want to say about him this is what you want to say about him i feel like it's it's, it's unfair as well because like we always romanticize the old guys of the past yeah so like when jsp was in his prime everyone was like well is he really matt hughes you know like and now with Usman, everyone's like well he's no yeah, jsp exactly and it's like this he's smashing guys jsp never did that like 100%. but they, we have so much love for the the old guys that mm -hmm. it, you're never quite going to get that but i think the fact that you fought him and now you're doing things that I think the fact that you went up and fought for the title, he never did that. Like yeah. even you, you went for it, and even though it didn't quite come off, you were very close. Yeah, um, he went up and fought at 205 a couple of times. Jim's Irving and Forrest yeah. Griffin, but as it, well, it, so. it wasn't like the yeah. champions. Yeah, I understand um, what you mean. But yeah, same thing with GSP. Even GSP, his last few fights, you know. I remember just the narrative was always just like, oh, he's boring. He's boring. Mm -hmm. He's this and that. I'm just like. 
Are you fucking kidding me? And this is me. I was never like, because I was always a silver guy, so I was never the biggest GSP stan. But I respected his skills, and I was a fan of his fighting style still. So I think the one that made me really take notice and be like, okay, this guy is legit, was the Carlos Condit fight. How he, he took that head kick and then came back and then dominated Carlos. I was just like, yo, you have to give it up. The boring thing, you're getting a bit of criticism now because mm-hmm. you had the most entertaining fights and almost to like an unattainable level to maintain. Like, like people are going to watch so much film on you and they're going to adapt their style. How are you finding that criticism? See, I kind of feel like um, to bring, you know, well, Silva, when he fought Talos Latus, UFC 97, I remember after that fight, people were just like, oh, psh, Silva's boring, he's this, he's that. But he fought Talos Latus, who was a jiu-jitsu black belt, who was elite, but then he wasn't able to do what he normally did to everyone with Silva, you know? And people then just said, ah, oh, Silva's washed, he's trash. Yeah. And then he came back, UFC 101, and then starched Forrest Griffin in a spectacular fashion. People were just like, oh, it's always recency bias. Mm-hmm. Same thing happened with me after my Romero fight. People were like, oh, he just runs, he's this. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? That was like, right off the back of three like amazing yeah, fights. Exactly. And I was yeah. like, is after what I've done for you, Fox, this is how you pay me? <laughs> so then for me, I came back with the, with the Costa fight, and I did what I did. So it's always recency bias. Mm-hmm. With this fight, I felt... Um, I wanted to do better than I did because of how I beat him the first time. I, I knew what I could have done to him. And in the first round, I was on my way there. I still haven't watched the fight, but when I do, I'll be able to give you an honest assessment. But the way I feel, I know I won that fight, clearly. I know I won that fight. And I know, yeah, it was close in certain rounds, but I know I won that fight. He mm-hmm. Apparently, his corner was telling him in between rounds, you're losing this fight. You need a da-da-da-da-da. So I'm like, well, how the fuck do you think you're winning a fight if your corner's telling you you're losing a fight? Yeah. You know, uh-huh. but um, so for me, I have to watch that fight again because my cameraman, Jeff, hinted at it to me about how I approach fights with different people. And there was there was something different with this fight than than the first fight. And... To be honest, to, friend, to tell you what it is, it was just a static, the way he approached me in this fight. The first fight, he was cheeky. He was being a little smartass. You know, he thought, he, he, he thought you know, well, oh, Israel's not as good as he thinks he is. And I was like, okay, fuck, I'll show you. And he was a little bit cocky in his own way. This fight, he had none of that. He came in humble, somber, because I already whooped his ass. Even there was a bit when I first entered the, the octagon, I did my circle around the, around the octagon, and then when I was when I was kind of skipping past him, he puts his hand out, and then I slapped it like almost reluctantly, like "What the fuck you want to shake my hand for? We're about to fight." Like I don't, I don't like that. Uh, it's and I said this is just me riffing right now. I don't know if I ah fuck it, I'm just riffing. But like, I want to know what it's like to fight someone even without static and still be able to just take them out with that killer instinct. Because that's one thing my, my guy Jeff has said is like you realize that it's whenever you have beef with someone, you don't really like someone, you have this different this different venom when you fight them. And yeah, I'm going to tap into that. That's something I'm going to work on for myself, some homework. I feel like Silva was very good at that. We were talking about him earlier. Like, mm-hmm. um, he, he literally ripped the piss out of people right there in the middle of that octagon, yeah. even if they were respectful. Yeah. Like the way he humiliated Forrest Griffin when everyone liked Forrest, yeah. it really made you go, yeah. you don't want to fucking get near him. And, and you have that in your toolbox, no doubt about it. But mm. in this fight, I felt like Robert, 
he didn't approach you with a real belief that he could win. Yeah. Uh, like, and to me, I, wa- I watched both fights back to back last night and I thought, yeah, all right, he did worse. In, it, it ended worse for him in the first fight. Mm. But I respected that first fight a lot more because he was fighting with pure... He's trying to win. He fight, fought with belief yeah. that he could win. Yeah. And, and to me, beating you, it's like... Um, you, you're a, uh, you ever seen Batman, um, the Dark Knight Rises, where, yep, where have, he yeah. jumps across and he can only ju- no he can net. only win there's when no there's net. no rope. Yes, and you have to fight you the same way. Like you're, no plan you're, you're not gonna you're not gonna beat Israel Adesanya without actually risking you getting knocked out. Yep. and that's what Robert never did in this fight. He no. he fought. He fought smart, yeah. but he fought with this thing of I don't want to lose yeah. more than he wanted to win. Exactly. And, and with I think you Vittori did that as well. Yeah, of course. That's why both fights were boring yeah. in, in the eyes of the fans, was because you just pick these guys apart with quite mm. easily with those leg kicks and beat them up, but it wasn't as devastating as before mm. because they those guys weren't committing. Exactly. Same yeah. thing like I said, we was silver right into um in UFC ninety seven with Talos Laters and mm. even up. Uh, UFC 90 that was the one with um, Patrick Cote people were like oh you know he's not he's not taking them out the same way this and that but it's like no these guys aren't trying to, they're trying to survive they're not trying to win they're trying not to lose mm. and there's a difference in that when when the guy is like you know not willing to take the risk and I take risks I take calculated risks mm-hmm. but then when I'm up and I, I was I was really I mean I gave him PTSD in the first round and one thing I regret not doing is asking my corner or even looking at the looking at the screen, because I I didn't want to look at the past. That's what I told him in the first fight when I was like, "Don't look at the screen. Look at me. I'm right now." But I wish I'd asked my corner like, "What did I drop him with?" Because then they would have told me left hand. You were southpaw. Boom. I can work off that. Mm-hmm. But I just think I, I I don't know. In the moment, I was just like, "Ah, fuck. You know, don't worry about that. Let's focus on touching him and doing what we do. Stick to the game plan." And yeah, last time I called an audible, we had a game plan, but I was kind of like, I'm not really feeling it in the moment. So I called an audible, and we had, we just fought on the fly. This time, the southpaw, I was feeling really good southpaw. Even in the second, third round, I was feeling really good southpaw, comfortable. But I was like, oh, let's just stick to the game plan. So I, I went back to the game plan, and I wished I'd, I trusted my instinct more because if I had known it was a southpaw too that dropped them, I would have felt way more comfortable southpaw like I already was. But I just went back to the game plan because I was like, okay, let's stick to the game plan and get to... It was a great shot that dropped yeah. him. I don't know if you remember. Oh, I saw. I've seen the highlights. Yeah, was he, he, he's got a good guard and you come right through that middle center. precision. And the thing is, it felt like nothing. Yeah. That's why I was just, I was like, did I, oh, did I drop him? I was yeah. Like, okay. and I was like, it didn't chill, look like chill, your hardest shot, for nah, sure. Just to, I don't hit hard. Like I said, it was just sharp speed and just, just that precision. Mm-hmm. When, I, when I find a way to get, get through that guard and just boop. And I see, I've seen the shot as well from different angles, and I'm like, it was right down the middle. So, yeah, my one regret is definitely I wish I had just been like, what well, dropped them? And then not, not you know when guys like, you know, what well, dropped them? And then that's how you see them throw for the next. That's not me. Yeah, I wouldn't have done that. But I just didn't want to focus on the past. So I was like, okay, let me focus on right now. But that would have been a smart thing to do. But in hindsight, you know, you learn. This is this is part of the game. You learn. Yeah, I notice when when you go southpaw, mm. you have this thing where you sort of keep your hand out and then you hit them with that leg kick every yeah. time. You love the low leg kick in southpaw. I destroyed him with the second leg kick, I believe. Second or third one. I yeah. remember he just picked his leg up different. I was like, ooh, that's hurting. <laughs> that's already really hurting. So he was uh, he was primed. He was ready for it. And that's why for me, myself, I'm, I mean, I won the fight. I know I did, but... 
that's why I'm kind of just like, because I just I, I expect the better of myself. And I know people are criticizing me, but trust me, I don't give a fuck what they say. It's about what I say about myself. Mm. That's why I haven't watched the fight yet. So I'll watch it when I want to watch it, and I'll be like, right, let me have an honest look at this fight and see where could I have improved better, you know. And like I said, Silver ran to this problem, you know, and people talk shit about him and also his performances and whatnot. But then he always found a way. And I, I think I know how to tap into that in my own way. So that's one one thing I'm grateful for is my, my insight, my objectivity, just to be able to sit down and just be like, let me have an honest look at this and see how I can improve better. And yeah, I'm going to do just that. That's quite amazing that you've mm. got that attitude because obviously you've had so many kickboxing matches. Mm. You've had boxing matches, MMA fights, and you're still trying to grow. Yeah. You talk about um, calculated risks. And when mm-hmm. I watched, actually watched your fight with a boxer who uh, was like an Olympic level boxer, mm. he, he was on about how shocked he was at your style because mm. he, he's like, God, this guy leans right back at the waist, chin yeah. in the air. And to him, he's like, I can't believe he gets Don't away with that. this. Yeah, but yeah. then I'm like, yeah, but watch because you come with these hooks and uh, obviously that's how you finished him in the first fight but mm. this time he was catching you a little bit with that jab yeah he uh, changed it up from a double jab to a triple jab and that yeah. was what kind of like okay that gave me a little bit of a shine on this yeah. side he was, was fainting like, a little bit too yeah a little bit in the later rounds and then I can't remember I, it didn't throw me off in the way that I was like oh fuck I need a oh shit I still, I still went back at him I remember I jabbed him up a couple of times from what I recalled and I went back to the leg kicks but yeah in time, I just have to watch that tape and just kind of, like I said, break it down properly. What What do you feel's next for you after after that fight, Jared? I want really? Jared next. So that excites me. Rob excited me. Don't get me wrong. Mm. The, the The exciting part about facing Rob again was the prospect of beating him worse than the first time, and I was really hell. I was hell sent on that man. Mm. I was like, I gotta no, take him out. There's certain moments that I'll pick that no one else would know. No one else would know apart from me and Rob, or mm. just me. And I'll be like, that was the moment. That was the moment I fucked that up. Damn. And I'll kick myself for it. But then, yeah. Um, but I want Jared next. I like I like the idea of having like a new opponent, someone fresh. Exactly, someone that can give me. I've I've, I've set Jared up before to fight me, um, but he he didn't rise to the occasion in that fight. And then now this is his time. He rose to the occasion before at the weigh-ins. I said to him, I was like, look please take this bum out just so I can get someone new. And he's like, bro, I'm trying to get this fight. I'm like, fuck yeah, me too. It'd be good to fight you. And I'm a man of my word. So yeah, he gets the next shot. You've had a lot of rematches already. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, Darren Till didn't quite happen, unfortunately. We would have loved that in the UK. I would love that here yeah. in the O2. That would be fucking would awesome. Would have blow the roof off that thing. Yeah, well, it just did happen. Uh, but um, we've... Uh, <laughs> literally. We're literally like, <laughs> we're looking for... Um, your, I'm, I'm looking for your Chael Sonnen. I'm mm. looking for someone who literally puts his finger in your chest and puts you under some pressure because the thing I'm, I'm looking at, even with uh, Jared and, and a few of these other guys, is do any of them really want to act like I'm going to beat this guy because they're all so aware of how good you are now. Mm. I feel like, they, like we've said earlier, they're coming in to survive and I just don't think that's enough to beat you. Like someone has to really uh, to elevate your star as well. We need that rivalry, that Aldo McGregor, yeah. Son and Anderson. Like, I agree. I think that someone needs to have that self belief, and I'm not saying it from anyone. I think if Darren had have continued winning, he would have he would have come in strong. But mm. obviously that didn't happen. So um, yet it's still time. He's yeah, young. I think there is time for him. Yeah, uh, he's training with um, Chamayev. Yeah. 
Uh, Chemayev's called you out. Um, Chemayev's talking about becoming a triple champion. He hasn't even won a single belt yet. What do you think of this guy? I don't have to take him seriously till I have to take him seriously. And uh, that's a guy that definitely I'd like to fight if he does what he says he wants to do. Because guess what? He will bring in a lot of eyes. He's the guy that would exactly do what you said and just like yeah. this, that, right, yeah. right. He around. has the self-belief. Exactly. Even if it's, it, it, for all we know at this point, it could be delusion because yeah. we've seen That's him how sm- it all starts. Yeah. And, that, and those are the ones who are crazy enough to make it happen. And he's on his way. But I want, show me something first. Show me mm. something that will make me, his last fight made me take notice. That was the one I was like, ooh, I know how Jing Aliang is. He's good. You know, he's yeah, not like he him. manhandled elite. him, huh? He, beautifully, beautifully. Mm. And I was like, yo, there was something he did in that fight. I won't, I won't, I won't give it away. But I was, I was like, mm, I like that. I was really impressed with. So that's what made me take notice of him properly. Mm. But at the moment, still, it's just barking in the wind because who's he fought at 185? We'll yeah. see. Now, and I'm not saying he can't look. He can beat a lot of these guys at 185, a lot of the top guys from what I've heard. But let me see it first. And then we'll start talking before all this on uh, all this hype around him. Yeah, he's like, got yeah. a lot of hype for someone who hasn't had like mm-hmm. that many fights yet. And I think that's the thing. I'm... Skills, skills and the, and the gift of the gab. He knows how to run this mouth. Yeah, he sounds yeah. like a crazy person. Yeah, <laughs> nah, we all do at some point. Yeah. <laughs> but I like that. No, I like, uh, like you said, a guy like Chelsea and the guy that like yeah. put their finger in your chest. Because I like that when someone brings that out of me as well, like Costa, when someone, when someone really, because I'm a nice guy, I chill, I'm, I'm real... I mean, contrary to popular belief, I'm very, I'm very laid back yep. in my own. But then, when someone brings that out of me, that 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 shadow self, I like to, I like to step into that. I like to tap into that and let them bring that forth because then they get to play with the real me. You know what I mean? That's but, a scarier version of you for yeah. sure. But I mean, but before that, I can still. I mean, this fight, just the Robert, like you know, even at the press conference, he gave me nothing to play with. He was just like, well. We'll have a good fight, you know. Blah, 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 blah. I think that shows where his state of mind was. Like, oh, yeah. I don't want to fucking wake up the beast here. Exactly. Yeah. He knew. He knew. Because last time I, I was, I'm, I'm a petty motherfucker. <laughs> you know, I am petty. We've and, seen. And and I'm like, you know, when Jordan in the last stand goes, and I took that personally. That's me, mate. When you bend fucking um, Costa, Costa over like bending a bitch, him over. Yeah. that was like prison a, rules. Jesus, like mm. that was as humiliating That's as it's ever going to get. Trying. That's like me being freestyling he was just there i'm the big dog in the yard now so what does the big dog do when it wants to show dominance even mm. a female dog does it just you know let him know double tap because <laughs> you you talk about that spite and that's that, that's yeah. what we love as fight fans someone who's nasty and that's why we love mike tyson and mm. when you jumped on top of the cage after you beat Whitaker the first time the, you immediately pointed yeah, at, family first my family was right yeah. there I blew them kisses and I was like you Costa fuck you yeah. piece of shit and he starts talking all this shit with his Ricky Martin <laughs> sure. sorry I keep I keep using Ricky Martin as like Ricky a, Martin he's a nice guy yeah, he's a, he's a beautiful motherfucker but he does too. look like him a little bit yeah so I just I just use that sorry Ricky but yeah um, then I started going at him and all this shit yeah. but that was I guess me setting the fight up already I even also I was doing flagrant two the other day in New York and I I, I they played back a clip where I said early on, like, I want to fight this guy. Mm-hmm. You know, when everyone was thinking, like, he was this Adonis, put him on a pedestal. And I was saying, I want to fight this guy. I'm going to fuck him up. I feel like that's the same thing with um, Chemayev right now. Everyone's doing the same yeah. thing and just riding off that. And that's due credit to him. But I like when people wake that side of me up. It's in there. I, I know it's in there, my dark side. But I just never tap into it because I can't live in that, in that place for too long. If not, it'll consume me. And when it consumes me and it starts to seep over into my, I guess, regular life. Do you become a bit more... Um, bad things happen. Like, 
bad-tempered and irritable? Uh, I'm just, uh, I'm just not as me to be around, not as fun to be around. Put it that way. Yeah, I just uh, you can't you can't redline it all the time. I can't be this guy who's always just angry at the world and just like, mm-hmm. you know, I want to fight everyone. I want static because then you just attract bullshit into your life. Trust me, I've been there. I've been in the guy who stays in that shadow self and just like always looking for something. Because then guess what? You'll find. I know I'm very good at manifesting. So if I stay in that headspace too often. And I'm always looking for a fight and I have to, this is why I don't have to be this alpha guy who tries to like, you know, you know, those guys, you know, you come, you come in the room and they shake your hand and try and like, you know, mm. I don't try any of that. I don't have to prove how tough I am. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why I can have French tips. And get pearls, <laughs> you know, and you got lovely nails, man. Thank you. Very you sexy. I mean? First time I got these, man, I got distracted with them. Bro, every I, time I texted, every time. What kind of watch is that? That's a Roly. Fuck me. Yeah. It's God fun. Almighty. That's yeah. beautiful. Presidential. Might get another one when I go back to LA. You're living the good life right now, huh? I'm enjoying myself. This is all before the new fucking deal, by the way. This oh, is all before the new deal. Nah. Yeah. This Lovely. is like, people think like, this is, they're going to start saying, oh, he's done this now. I'm like, no, nah, this is all before the new deal. Yeah. I get well looked after, like financially, because I have one of the smartest men I know with money behind me, and that's my father. He is helping me learn how to flip my money the right way so that way I, you know, I'm put on game and at the same time I can stay stay ahead of the game. I don't want to be in uh, one of these bad statistics you hear about when okay. it comes to athletes and I never will be, knock on wood. Well, we we have something Thanks in common because as soon as I got money, I bought a McLaren too. Hey, um, man. But uh, I had to sell mine because the tax man needed some yeah. money. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, come when I seen that, I was like, that's my guy right yeah. there. Uh, how are you enjoying the, the car? I love this, yeah. Of course, yeah, yeah, 720 years. I call him Kurama. It's named after the nine-tailed demon uh, fox from Naruto. So um, yeah, it just somehow I went to the store. I kind of made them and Lamborghini bid against each other. Wow. Because in my head, so coming up as a kid, I always I, I, I had this vision of I, like a Batmobile. I wanted a matte black Aventador mm. Lamborghini. But then when I got inside, I could only sit like this tall. Yeah. I, couldn't, I couldn't fully sit up yeah. properly unless I took the roof off. But then the McLaren, I could sit up yeah, it's weird, right, isn't it? properly. And, the legs, you know, your legs are right the way down. The way, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So then I was like, hmm. But then I kind of said, I don't know, man. I'm looking at this Lamborghini next door. And I go to Lamborghini. I was like, oh, I don't know, man. I'm looking at this McLaren next door. So I made them have a little bit of a bidding war. And but I was going to pick the McLaren anyway because I just I fit better in there. Uh-huh. Still love that car. Still ride it. But I just ride it. I ride it. On my days when I'm feeling myself, you know, if I'm like, if I'm not in the mood that day, I don't want to be stared at. I don't drive that car. I drive my low key car. Yeah, it's not a car for anxiety. That's yeah, for sure. When you're anxious, oh, the worst. <laughs> yeah, man. if you don't want to be looked at. Yeah, I'm just like right. Just I'm taking Reptar out today. Do you, yeah. you do you ever have anxiety or anything like that? Of course. Yeah, yeah everyone does. There's a spectrum of, there's a spectrum of you know anxiousness. Some people have say just critical crippling anxiety yeah there's zero and there's those who feel nothing of that sort but i feel like we all just depending on where we are in life we can kind of like i always say this if you don't look after your physical health what's going to happen you're going to get physically ill mm-hmm. same thing with your mental health so we all we all have the spectrum of our physical health and we all like to be balanced here and zero but then if you're feeling really good putting on the right feeling in your body you're going to lean on this side but then you start like you know, putting the wrong shit in your body and not looking after yourself, you're going to go this side. So same thing with our mental health. And yeah, there's days, the last time I can remember was in the last year somewhere, I was just driving. I felt, it was a nice day. I thought, you know, dropped up therapy, I hop in the car and then before I knew it, I was driving and I was just like, fuck, 
was like, ah, oh, there's everyone looking at me, and I just, I just put the roof up. I put the roof up, and then it happened to be a traffic jam on the motorway, and I was just like, fuck. And I'm just in there, and I could just feel, you just feel it, you yeah. know. And then people sometimes like, it's not even real though, as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure that it is you as well. Yeah, no, nah, but I can, you know, you can feel it when people are looking at you, and I'm just like, and but it's not, it's not even them looking at me. It's for me at that time. I remember it's just a perception, and I'm bigger than that. I'm better than that. But where my headspace was at, it was just a perception. Like, oh, what's that person thinking? What's that person thinking? And I'm just like, I just want to go home. And then someone will beep up and like, hey, stop in there, or you drive, hey, hey. And I'm a big fan. I'd be like, hey, what's up, man? Thank you. Yeah. And I, I just have this not a scowl, but I just have this like look on my face. But I'm just like, oh, just get me home. It's weird though, because mm. to me, anxiety kind of comes out of. Uh, what gets you anxious? Uh, I think uh, the idea of going outside when I've been in a lot, when because we work in here for hours and hours and hours sometimes. Really? And then I'm like, oh, I just don't want to go out. Have you been inside? Like, uh, no, no, okay, no, no. But, uh, my my dad was a lot, and his dad was. Yeah. Um, so no, I don't know that. Yeah, knock on wood. Uh, I definitely have that. Definitely don't want to go to prison. Feel. Yeah, uh, but <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, but with you, I guess people see you as this fearless guy who literally does one of the most insane jobs ever. So the idea that you would have those same feelings is quite I'm human. something. Yeah, exactly. I'm human. Like, certain things get me anxious. Same thing. So we've had this whole bullshit now with COVID, right? So mm -hmm. um, after the Costa fight, we, we go back home. We have to quarantine for two weeks um, in the managed isolation facility or whatever. I've been only lucky to do four. My coach Eugene has done like nine of them. Jesus. So, you know, he'd go corner Alex Volkanovsky for a title fight, come back home, go into one of these managed isolation places for two weeks, and then get out, see his family, his kids at the gym, blah, 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 and then have another one of us fight, maybe me or, I don't know, Kai, fuck off again, come back. And he's done it nine times. I'll tell you one thing. I kind of like them for only for the fact that after the fight, I get to just be alone for a little bit. But then when I get out, I just, I, it's too much for me. So I get out of, I, what do you do to prisoners when you want to punish them? You isolate them. Mm -hmm. So this is managed isolation. And then when I get out, I just, because people don't care. They're, oh my God, Israel, stop it. Oh my God. And they just come at you with like level 10 energy. And I'm just at a two or three idling. I'm just like, hey, what's up, man? One thing I learned now, an epiphany I had before the first Rob fight was I don't have to match people's energy. Because back in the day... You don't <laughs> want to disappoint them, right? Exactly. Uh, I, feel, I feel like, oh, if, if, if I didn't match their energy, it would be a shit experience for them. But I'm like, I don't care. Like, my, my piece is more important for me. So if you think this is a shit experience because I wasn't like, hey, buddy, how's it going? there, <laughs> there, You know, like, yeah. then that's on you. Yeah. So for me, I realize I don't have to match anyone's energy. So if, if you're going me, somewhere and doing something, you shouldn't yeah. stop that. Like, uh, for example, I was on the way Why? into a train and this guy was like, can I get a photo? I was going to miss the train. I'm like, if you can run with me and take mm -hmm. a photo, we're good. But I'm not stopping. Exactly. Yeah. Even at the airport. Like, people, but people don't care. What do they want? They want to take. Yeah. They want to take. Yeah. And it's like, nah, there's only so much I can give. Only, and the rest is for me and those who really matter to me. But then if you give so much to the... And the, I've seen it happens to so, so many, like actresses actors athletes musicians where they give so much or people like you know they, they, they built the like society builds you up on a pedestal just to tear you down mm. and i've seen it happen to so many people but i'm like i'm never going to be one of those statistics so yeah i only give so much that i can afford to give and the rest is for me to do with and if people are like oh but we we're fans with this and that i'm like and a lot of people just they're fans but a lot of people just lie about that shit a lot of people are even fans just to watch you fail 
They want to see a train, the 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 crane, the, you know, the the yeah. crash, the train wreck, you know. So half of your followers on Instagram probably want to see you. One hundred percent. That's why. That. So we've oh, I, fo- I followed you since. I'm like, bro, my biggest haters followed me. Yeah. Of course, so it doesn't really mean anything. And it's not like I'm being an asshole or I'm being disingenuous. So I don't like, I don't appreciate what they do. Sorry, excuse me. <laughs> I always have to burp. I know. I don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't I, um, it's not like I don't. I don't. I don't appreciate the real fans and stuff like that. But it's like, no. If I'm having dinner with my close friends and family. I don't, you expecting me to get up from this table, squeeze past all these people to take a photo with you is selfish, I feel. And it's like, you know, just observe, like, oh, he's with his family in a deep moment right now. Mm-hmm. Let me just leave him be. Let me just, let me just enjoy it. Cause I've seen that. I've also been that person. And I've just, I've done the opposite as well. And I've realized, like, fuck, this is when I was younger before I had any, like, I guess, etiquette on that kind of stuff. But now that I'm on this side, bruh. Trust me, it's. I mean, imagine if we're having lunch right now. I would probably, without my security team, I'd get stopped. Like maybe we'll get stopped maybe in ten minutes, six times, and the flow of the conversation gets ruined, gets cut off, gets cut short. And it's like, sorry about that. Anyway, what was I saying? Ba-da-da-da, talking, talking, talking. Boom, and I'm like, cool. There's a time and place for this kind of stuff. Yeah, I know exactly yeah. what you mean. Like There's when I go place. where I live uh, with my boys, like, who I've known for years, yeah. who are just like you know doing regular jobs. Mm. I feel like. A, cunt to be honest like, I'm like lads I'm because they remember me from school yep. and I feel like a dick yep. How, you know because we're taking selfies all night with people yeah. one time Joey one of my friends <laughs> the cool cat um, this is a while ago years ago we were, he said do you realize there's a line of people I'm like what do you mean because at, 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 at the club we're at he says you realize like there's a line of people just waiting to talk to you because I don't see it but apparently there was a line of like 10 people and then later on that night he's like yeah it's not even fun to go out with you anymore Mm. And that that one hit me. That one stuck to me because it was just like that's my boy. And he said, yeah, "It's not even fun to go out with you anymore because all it's like we just hang around and you just take photos." Underage type exactly. Shit. Yeah. yeah, and it's like no, nah, they want to hang out with me. They want to enjoy my company. They're as your well. equal in exactly. that relationship. Yes, yeah. exactly. So they want to enjoy that and not just have to like, oh, we have to wait for him to take fucking fifteen photos, you know. So things <laughs> like that, I just feel like have to be sacred and protected and I'll protect that at any cost now I'm not scared of setting boundaries boundaries are big for me yeah. even for these guys who like try and pretend to be fans and they come to the the the, the gym I'm training at and say for example Houston and like oh I'm a big fan I'm like bro I've seen you for the fourth time this week and you've brought a picture every fucking time I know what you're doing and they'll try and oh I'm a fan I'm like yeah you might be a fan but I know what you're doing you're selling these but I was like I've seen your face and then now they, they know I <laughs> I think someone gave me a gift on one of the embedders or something, and I really appreciate it. Like, oh, you gave me something. Thank you for that. Now, uh, the next day, someone like, oh, I brought you a gift and gave me, like, this sweater. I was like, first off, it's Nike. I'm a Puma. I fuck with Puma. And that's not even my size. But they just, you know, just try and find a way to get over it. That's so weird. Yeah, very. And then I'll do my bit, but I just tell them that I only sign one thing. I'm not going to sign 15 fucking things for you because I know what you're doing. And it's not like it's not like I'm selfish or whatever. I don't want to give back. I have my way of giving back, but in that way, it's like I feel like it's just they just taking they just taking advantage. Got a fucking job, man. Exactly. Thank all you, because right. I know how much they can make off those things. Fucking right. Not just me. Yeah. All the fighters there during that week that they yep. track down and get them to sign shit, and they'll come with the audacity of like twenty different things. Like, oh, could you sign this? Oh, I'm such a big fan, and they'll have their speech. But if even when I say like, oh, I'll just sign one of these, I'll see one of them sneak their glove to the other friend. Oh, then I hate it when the people bring their kids into it, man. Because I wouldn't say no to kids. And I feel bad because it's like this little girl does not watch the UFC. (laughs) 
I'm, I know she doesn't watch the UFC. It's your biggest fantasy. Yup. She's not been even like, like, she's got no idea who yeah. you are. Some of them I know when they do, and okay. I know like they do watch, but the ones that just look like, what the fuck, daddy? Right? Yeah. You, I'm like, okay, sure. And they, but I don't want to make the kid feel bad, yeah. but I'm like, don't use your kid as a pawn in this yeah. fucking little game you're playing, trying to scam Kanye people. Kanye West over here. Yeah. Oh, let's not do that. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Yeah. But um, so so fame is crazy, and mm. and yeah, you 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 seem really well equipped to deal with it. Though. I've practiced. I yeah. literally had all this, just like drilled out of my head from the jump. Like before even it all started, before it started to get manifested, I just knew like this are the these are the trappings of fame. These are ways you can fall. And there's look, there's a reason you've never seen me on TMZ on some crazy headline. Unlike some people, <laughs> there's still time. Knocking wood, mate. That fucking tweet you put out the other still... week had me dying on Valentine's Day. Oh yeah, that that was funny. It wasn't even my tweet. Someone sent it to me, and I was like, "Oh, that's funny." So I posted it and I reposted the um, original as well. But yeah, I mean, hey, you gotta share the love, right? Have you ever had any like really weird experiences through being famous, like yes. people waiting for you and stuff like this? Okay. Or... We walked into a, a club or a bar one time, and then. You know, there's like probably four guys and like two girls, you know, they were the center of attention. And then, you know, I get in there and the guys are just like, oh my God, style bender. And then all the attention goes on me. And I could see her from the get go, like straight, like, who the fuck's this guy? And then, then, you know, they're showing me love. I'm taking pictures. She comes over, like, excuse me, like, who are you? I'm like, oh, don't worry about it, man. I'm just killing you. Oh, and then, because I didn't give her the, response she wanted she was really adamant just like you know like yeah but like why is everyone fanning over you like who who are you i don't really know who you are and i was like baby i don't know who you are either and i just you know like pied her out the way and then i think that like ate at her because it was just like the fuck like this guy how dare he i was like i don't know who you are you don't know who i am it's fine i don't care that you don't know who i am your boys obviously like me, and I could probably steal them off you right now if I wanted to. Because <laughs> I think it's just the fact it's that... It's an attention thing, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah, so she's she jealous. Just, exactly. That's so weird. So for me, it was just... Yeah, that was just a way of reminding her, just like, know your fucking place, bitch. Sit the fuck down. Yeah. In a nice way. In the nicest way. Yeah. Of course. Respectfully. <laughs> Respectfully. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, you, you were talking about uh, visualization and stuff like that. that. That fascinates me because... It's something that so many successful people do and regular people, I think, they don't see the value in it. But how, how has it helped you in, in, in specific cases, do you think? There's levels, man. Yeah. There's levels to the point where in my life, even right now, some of the things I've, I've materialized that don't have to do with fame, that just has to do with my life personally, that I'm just like, how the fuck did I get here? How mm. the fuck did I make that happen? Because... You have to be crazy almost. I have a really wild imagination. So my parents, like, you know, although I, I had toys and stuff as a kid, there was a certain age my dad was kind of like, right, you know, academics is number one now. Fuck all this play shit, all mm -hmm. this toy shit. So my dad didn't believe Well, how old were you figures. then? About five? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Nigerian parents, five, six. Fucking hell. Yeah, so they, my dad didn't believe in toys. He believed in books. Okay. So as a kid, and I'm dyslexic, I would be reading, studying for like hours after school sometimes, you know, come home, do my homework, and I have to study for like two hours. It got to the point after like maybe 10, 15 minutes, I wouldn't even be reading the, like absorbing the words on the page. I would just be looking at the lines and just daydreaming about something else. And I'll look at the book for the amount of time I should have that page and turn it. 
look at that page for the right amount of time. And I'll just it just became a habit and I'll just be in my head on some wild adventures that happened that day or that what tomorrow might bring or just whatever. I just create whatever I wanted in my head. And that's one thing people forget is that you can create whatever you want. I can create any reality that I want and I have. It doesn't just happen like that overnight, but it's just this constant it's a it's like drilling it's like drilling when you constantly manifest it goes to the point that it just becomes second nature my mclaren having a sports car when i was driving my my teammate's car uh blood diamond he moved to china right so i didn't have a car he lent me his car it was this beat up honda and it was a stick shift a manual so whenever i would drive it and uh, i would shift the the gear from one to two or two to three i'd i'd shift it i just do this all right, yeah. And I do this, and it just became second nature. Yeah, because I was I was manifesting having a sports car one day. I don't even use the pedal shifts unless I want to drop shift once in a while and let them all fucking know. <laughs> you just sit it on automatic. Yeah, yeah but only, uh, once in a while I just drop, drop, drop. Uh-huh. <laughs> but yeah, um, but that was me just doing all that just to like put it out there in the universe and get my body ready for it and just really visualize it. It gets to the point like my walkout this 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 past weekend when when I got to the arena I did my my walkout and the ring announcement and all that, I visualized it. When I was doing that walkout, I, I, it was just it was just like, okay, I can see everything. It was empty arena, but I could feel everything. And I saw where the people were and the signs and the hands and security, the prep point. I knew where, where everyone was going to be. And, yeah, it just gets to the point that it's just it, you, you look crazy doing it because I'm dapping imaginary people up, you know. But in my head, I'm making it happen. The brain doesn't realize what's real and what's mm. not real. Are you so, good at shadow boxing for this yeah. reason? Oh, bro, I thought you would that, be. Yeah. yeah, like I can shadow box. And when I'm shadow boxing, you almost think I'm fighting someone invisible because I'm, I'm literally dodging their attacks. Mm. I'm taunting them. I'm letting them know what's up. And I'm talking as well. Even fight week, whenever, uh, like maybe on Thursday. Yeah, that's the last hard training, last training before the fight, really. Just to cut weight, which isn't it. But then like Eugene has a shadow box for five minutes at the end and just visualize even has it in the I program. find that quite difficult myself like because yeah. I only like started boxing a couple of years ago and I'm ever feeling I feel like a damn fool here what the hell am uh, I doing walking said. around here I throw <laughs> punches at no one but like the best fighters that I, I watch they, mm. they do look like that and this is the weird thing is people forget um, martial arts is an art and yeah. you are in there creating Facts. and I feel like the best strikers especially see oh you know I'm not really that clued up on the jiu-jitsu game by comparison but the, the strikers like McGregor, mm. I've heard him say time and time again, I'm creating in there. That's mm. the difference between me and these other guys at times. Yes. that they're, they're doing what they're drilled. But like you were to saying at the start of the podcast about how I wish I'd just been more fluent and creative and rather yeah. than stick to a game plan. Yeah. Uh, like there's, there's a balance of doing that and sticking to the game plan. Mm. But I was on the game plan. It was working. But then when I deviated from the game plan a little bit and that was working, you know, that's what dropped him. I should have, I, I should have just been like, right, trust my instinct, because mm-hmm. I did it the first time I fought him. I was like, oh, this is working better. I'm gonna stick with this, and my corner trusts me enough wholeheartedly to know, like, okay, we can, we can just create as we this is, we can create a game plan on the fly, yep. and we still have the plan A to fall back on. Mm-hmm. But I was just adamant, like, oh, you know what? Let me just stick with plan A on this one. You know, but yeah, it's about creating moments. It's about creating an art, like a. a a masterpiece, a mm. moment in there. And honestly, if you shadow box the right way, when you start to like get into that zone, you you almost feel like you have to almost, I guess, be crazy in a way. You just have to like suspend your belief of, of what reality is and just mm. stand in there. I'm just walking them down. Like, what's up? Pop, pop, pop. Moving out the way, sprawling. Sometimes I'll take a few hits 
just to just to mimic it. Mm-hmm. And then your brain doesn't know, man. Honestly, your brain had because they've even done tests with these like. I think free throw shooters or whatever, mm-hmm. where they make them actually practice free throws, and the set of people actually just imagine doing free throws, and apparently the ones who who visualized doing the free throws scored better in the test than the ones who actually cool. practiced the free throws, wow. because the power of the mind it literally is. So like, when you watch Floyd do mm-hmm. his pad work, it, it, in no way does that resemble a real fight, but patterns. he is creating those patterns, isn't he, in, in his brain, yeah. so that when it is in a real fight, he everything will be perfect, really, yes. just faster and more intense. Mm. And uh, when we're talking about the martial arts side of things, I think that's why you versus Anderson was a beautiful oh, fight to watch. I loved it. It, it, it. it might not have had. It the, was boring for some people. I thought it was beautiful. It was same. It was two. It was two artists in there yes. creating a masterpiece. Yes, honestly, yeah. that was one of those fights for me. Like the way, the way that fight pro- progressed, mm. it was just like it, it got worse for him. But at the same time, he still looked good. He still looked like man. I'm hanging with the future of this division, you know. I'm 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 able to hang in there with you. Them. Both won, and yeah, yeah, exactly in that regard. In the, in the second round, he gave me he gave me trouble, and he mm. almost tried to finish me, and I had to kind of like regroup myself because yeah. it was an offbeat jab. It was southpaw, it was an offbeat jab. Boom, and I was like, oh shit, he got me that one. Boom, oh he got me another one. Shit, and then he noticed it, yeah. and then I think he noticed it because I did something to my eye, and he's just you know the spider. He started to mm. try and like finish me, and yeah, um, that fight was just a beautiful chess match, a beautiful exchange of just that lingo that striking lingo mm. between two a master and a guy who was learning to be a master you know and then the the moment after the fight you know how he just pretty much just said you know this is yours now and that was just some like powerful yeah beautiful moments and i was just like oh my god yeah i didn't even know how to contain myself in that moment because it's for me it was like um kobe playing against jordan or alan iverson playing against jordan because that's the guy i grew up watching yep Guy like looked at it and I was like, man, I'm skinny and black. I can fuck people up. I want to be like that guy. And yeah. I, I want to see like that fight. I never thought would materialize, but when that opportunity came, it was um after I fought Brunson, and I I went to Ireland for my friend's wedding, and on the way to Ireland, I think or maybe a week before, and then they were like, I was meant to have this Europe trip. So this is this is my first time in London. It's meant to happen. Then 2019 wow. or yeah 19 it was meant to happen. It just delayed. But now I'm finally here. But I still don't regret it. I don't regret the chance to dance with a legend like that. Like mm-hmm. that's something that I created a few iconic moments in that fight. Like the obviously at the end of the first round when I hit him with the Rock Lee stance, people were still like, "Well, I don't know why you did that." But somehow that's just like the image. Boom. Like that'll forever. be on when you are inducted into the Hall of Fame. Yeah. That'll be played. It's just Beautiful. one of those moments, isn't it? Yeah. And, um, and for us as fans, it was great as well because to me, letting Anderson Silva go is 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 it's so sad, you know, because yeah, he created some of the most iconic moments in MMA history. Yeah, and it was almost like, oh, we can we can let him retire now. It's all right because here. we got the new guy. Yeah, and it, it was it was a great passing of the torch. Mm. Um, what I want to talk to you about the the three kings because mm. I've uh, I've had Usman on my podcast. Oh yeah, we've got Francis lined up, mm. so I'm collecting you guys. Oh. <laughs> um, and yeah, I love this. It's like yeah. some pro wrestling thing. It's so fun. Uh, what is it like being a part of something that's iconic now? Honestly, it's I'm able to be. I can I can remove myself from the situation and look at it objectively because it's hard to sometimes when you're in it. You know, when you can't you can't see the forest for the trees because you're so close to it right now. Mm. But I know maybe 
15, 20 years from now, they're going to look back on these times and be like, fucking hell, look at what these three did yeah. in their time when they were, I mean, there's less than 20, I think less than 23 African fighters in the UFC, mm. far less than that. And you've got three of us that are champions at the same time, defending our belts and ruling our divisions crazy with mm. Iron Black Fist. Dominant as Dominating. well. Dominating. Yeah, it's so not like so. you just, someone fluked the belt out of nowhere. Nah, like, we came yeah. in, we took, and that's the thing, it's beautiful. I keep saying like we're taking gold back to Africa, and that's what we're going to do when Dana decides to put a show on in, in one of the great countries of Africa, you know, one of the great countries there. But like it's just in time. Right now, I feel like they've got the ball rolling because Dana's mentioned it a little bit more now, saying that you know he wants to get this done before he's done with his time in the game. It has to be done. It, oh, it's going to be done. They, they, they right fucked now up with, with not having Connor yeah. do a stadium in, in Ireland, Ireland. Yeah. Uh, Dublin, rather. Yeah, he did. No, he did the Brandau fight in Dublin, but yeah. it wasn't a stadium. But, but he wasn't, wasn't Connor then. Yeah, like he was, he was, he was on the way up. up. He was. Wait, I mean, you look at the way that crowd reacted after that KO. You know, you know what oh, would have happened in the stadium. <sighs> Imagine like. Aldo versus Connor too, yeah. at the peak of that time. Yeah, would have yeah, been amazing. This, this place would have shut down. And of course, yeah. obviously, there's like I think Dan has a big boxing fan, and there's mm. the uh, the rumble in the jungle and all of that. He wants to re- have a moment like that. It would be it would be crazy not to do it. Right, uh, do obviously, it. some of that rests on I guess Francis and his contract situation. Mm. Um, Credit to Francis. The mm. guy bet on himself and, and came oh, away beautiful. with everything. Beautiful. Holds all the cards now, so yeah. they need to sign him. Mm. Without him, like, I know you can put Jones versus Stipe, but no one's ever going to look at them as the champion. Nah, of and, course. It'd be stupid. Even yeah. like Cyril Gans, I think he's the second best heavyweight div- in, mm. in the world. You know, but if, if somehow he becomes a champion, if, if Francis leaves, then it's going to be like, well, you know, I mean, everyone knows. It's like, oh, but Francis beat him. So that's why I, feel, I like what you said. Like he he holds all the cards now. You know the, the balls in his court, and yeah, he's gonna play his way. The fact that he held his nerve as well when apparently he was hit with a lawsuit on the way to the octagon, and also mm, like I heard they about they that. were they were playing some games with this guy. Mm, of course, um, he's got nerves of steel, Francis. Nah, the guy, and then he had knee injury as well. Have you you haven't met him yet? I haven't. No. Yeah, when you meet him, you'll realize because he's a gentle giant. He commands so much respect when he walks in a room but when he speaks you just know he's a big friendly guy when he's your friend yeah, <laughs> when he's yeah. your friend and yeah. I've not been fortunate enough not to be on the receiving end of any of the other Dude. stuff but yeah he's a guy that because even I talked to him a week before the fight we talked on the phone about this kind of stuff mm. um, and what he was going through and also he let me know about his MCL and I was like damn um, but I never lost faith in him the whole time I was like he's going to get this done one way or another and then the way he got it done was even more. Mm. Mm. But wrestling, bullied the guy. Who would have thought? Yeah. Who would have thunk it? Like the way he just took him down at will when he was he ready. He ripped him down as well. Bro. Like he, he, the he, first he, one is the guy. Uh, Cyril missed a teep, and then he caught it, and his like almost WWE slam. body slammed him, like some kind of Batista bomb or something. <laughs> it was, it was crazy, man. And then uh, obviously there's um, Kamaru Usman, mm. who is reigning in the welterweight division mm. now, knocking people out looking mm. like the complete fighter levels um, it's, it's fantastic to watch and um, I've, I've seen separate footage of you guys going mm. back to Africa I was actually I looked at uh, what Khabib's doing mm. in Russia starting his uh, promotion up. I was like if these three guys started a promotion up in Africa mm. imagine yeah, the, the business that you guys exactly. can create. No, I mean, could be sick. Just putting that out there. Oh no, don't worry. It's already been put out there. Yeah. Francis is already like I said. I talked to him a week. Oh, he's a smart fight. guy. Yeah, he. We've, we've we've talked about some things, but 
these is need to know basis but um <laughs> yeah right now though what we're doing right now is very important for the game because like i said there's people that 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 look up to us from where we're from and they see themselves being represented on the world stage and then they realize like they can do this too but thing is we have to do this and then make it a better a better playing field for them when they come up so they don't get taken advantage of because there's not really game. much of a ladder because nah. you know Francis's story of, of how he escaped Africa is is mm. quite something but obviously you and um Kamaru uh, grew up um in different countries after moving mm. but you there needs to be a ladder for these kids to apply their talent and yeah. what is it like when you you know you're looking in these young kids eyes and they're touching the belt and I've seen all this footage mm. what is it like for you when you see the way they're looking at you does that hit you mm, a bit it does in the moment it does hit me and it's like it's it's almost surreal because I'm just like, man, these people look up to me in a way that I'm like, it's back in the day, there was a little bit of imposter syndrome where it's just like, I like, why are they revering me this way? Like, they don't know me. They don't. Mm. And you kind of feel like you don't deserve it. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. But then when the kids that do know me look up to me and like there's, um, there's the, the kid from my gym, one of, one of my, um, I guess a friend, his son, who who looks up to me, Harrison. He he adores me, and I can see that he is a kid that I. They're the ones I do this for. Mm-hmm. You know, I do this for all the all the everyone else who really appreciates me and stuff. But the ones that really know me, because Harrison, uh, Spencer, and Zion, I believe that, that those are the three kids. Their dad still lets them watch me, even though I come across this way, and I'm not the most fake or squeaky clean, trying to act like you know. That kind of guy, yeah. And they, they they appreciate me for me, and they're inspired by me. And like I said, they look up to me. I I never want to let them down. I don't. I'm not known as role model because I think Tupac said it best. Those are two fake words. Playing a role, being a model. But, <laughs> but Fuck. these these kids these kids are like they're looking up to me in a sense that like I never want to let them down. I never want them to look at me and hang their head in shame. You know what I mean? So that's why I do what I do, but still doing it authentically me without compromising myself. Because, man, people are like, oh, but, you know, these kids look up to you. I'm like, oh, raise your own kids. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm going to live my life. If you don't like the way I'm running things, let them find some new role models. Yeah. Because I'm not no one's role model because I'm never being fake, ever. I like the ring, by the way. Oh, yeah, thanks. Skull. Yeah, I had that made in New Zealand, my mm. thing. Yeah, it was made by those, um, I'll show you. Can I have a look? Those, you know, those guys who've been uh, covered in tattoos and shit. Yeah, there's, oh, a, there's a few of us. Yeah, <laughs> they're like, um, the, is it like part of a tribe or something like that? I think. Um, oh no, there's a few of them. Oh, covered in tattoos. Yeah, like they got like, tattoos on their faces and shit like that. Moko, yeah, like, that's um, the Modi people. Life after fighting. Ah, have you thought about that and what yeah. that involves? Yep. Um, thing is, I actually just want to start a family. That's me, but um. You had any luck with the ladies? Nah. You struggling? I think you could be struggling. Yeah? It's hard, man. It's hard out here in the floor, pimp, man. Now, nah, I mean, thing is, for me, I. What's your type to look at? Like in terms of, if we were to go like that's an Izzy, I don't have a type. No, no type. Nah, I don't have a type. Keep I it open. Like, I, I like, like it. what I like, but for me, it's just that. I mean, put it, put it in my position. Like I said, I've. Uh, <laughs> it's it's hard to find people who who really want you. I guess for you or want to see you win and also have someone who doesn't want to compete with you 
That's a weird one I've had. No, because women want to be the star of the show generally. No offense, women. Oh, trust but it's me. true. I, trust me. When you have someone trying to compete, I'm like, what? This is not a competition. It's yeah. trying to be. It's not a competition. I'm the champ. <laughs> First of all, you lose. <laughs> but yeah, the men um, want me more than you, babe. Yeah, Come on. But um, but it's, yeah, it's never a competition. And then you just, for me, I, I just want to be happy, and I want to be able to like. I don't want this kind of stress on my family because I, I have okay. So this kid right here, right? He's my background. This is Camille. He's I'm like his uncle. Wow. See, he looks good on me, right? Mm. Yeah, being a, being a dad looks good on me. But Camille is is a is just the gem of a kid because of his parents. His dad's a producer, and his mom works from home, and they've spent pretty much his whole life with him. Very few days, or maybe I'm gonna guess less than three weeks away from him. And he's like four now. You can't really do that in the fight game now. While you're fighting. Yeah, so you're rather You know what I mean? So I want to be done. And I, you know, the thing is the foundation. I see the difference. I don't want to be that dad that like, cool, I'll be back. See you. Bye. Or I don't want to be that dad that like, you know, uh, the generic, you know, you wake up at 7 a.m., you say hi to your kids, and then you're off before they go to school. You come back home. You spend maybe an hour with them, and then they go to bed, and then, you know. It compromises the fighter as well. We look at Conor McGregor. He's not yeah. been the same. Like in that last mm. fight in the weigh-in and he's waving to his kids True. and he's just not in that frame of mind of a killer. Whereas like years ago, he's screaming like a psycho. Yeah. He's not waving to his kids on no. the way. And I always, when, when he did that, I was like, I oh. Because I know Dustin's a family man, but some mm. people find it easier to 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 switch off yeah, and he was trying to do both roles at the same time and yeah. I, I, I don't think that was like good if you want to talk about the dark side like yeah. there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a place I have to go to like everyone who, who's close to me knows how I am and people have like my mom has accepted it now she, she understands like three weeks out from the fight if I'm not picking up my her calls don't take it personal mm -hmm. they understand because I have to kind of go bush within yeah. I start to find myself disassociating or detaching from my loved ones when I because I feel like I'm going to war because you're going to be in a reptilian state of mind yeah. there, right you can't be in that lovey hey yeah. mom all the time yeah. and I just and I'm not uh, they understand that my mom doesn't get irritated or get take it personal so even my dad they understand like okay he's going to war and I don't like to see my family too much before the fight and I never thought about that that's interesting that's a good good way to look at it but we'll find out but yeah for me I just don't want to have all this shit to deal with when I when I when I do that. I want to be able to be like, what do you want to do today? And just do whatever the fuck he or she wants to do that day. Um apart from that, I want to have my own production company, definitely. And I'm gonna start some crazy projects and whatnot. I'm gonna work from home. Just so I can cause it's that foundation man. Like I said, Camille is just a is a lovely boy because he just has a solid foundation. And I can tell that it's cause the parents are right there. Just instilling good, just solid morals and just love just love not like absent and then just he's you know off to a daycare or this or that but yeah those, those are two things i definitely want to do and other things as well i want to get into roller skating i don't know why <laughs> floyd does that you know yeah like but i want to do it like say like you know a guy like long beach griffey he's a comedian on youtube and he does it in a way where you're just dancing around because i can dance so i'm like if i could dance on skates i'd be yeah. sick didn't you used to dance like pro? I still do, yeah, yeah. But I just don't battle anymore. But I can, I can you know, I, yeah. I fuck it up. I seen you and floor. Romero doing a little. Uh, yeah. Oh, that was a little something. Nah. That was light. I barely tried. The belt was too heavy, so you know, I couldn't really get it, get it off. But you got the belt with you? Nah, actually, I, I don't even carry it around. Really? It's not really because I don't get attached to it. A lot of people, you know, like example, uh, Kobe when he had his belt, he was walking around with it. I understand that. I get it. I did that a couple of times, but I just. 
uh, what did that Mike Tyson? You know, this is garbage. This is, this is have you seen that, that <laughs> when he does that? This is garbage. I don't think it's garbage yet because I still think it's the significance of that belt is important to me for what I'm doing, but I'm not attached to it. I'm not attached to it like to the sense where it's like, you know, this is my identity. This is all I am. You know, I'm, I'm the champ. You know, I'm like, I don't care. That's healthy, that. I think yeah. you, you avoid the pitfalls of a lot of champions when you... I told are, you, I've seen it all. Yeah you, yeah, you realize to be like, every time I fight someone, it's to challenge for the title rather than to... I, be, I don't even have the belt with me. It's in, it's whenever... I'm going to guess it's in Eugene's house somewhere, like in a box. Like uh, whenever, uh, maybe like when the camp starts, that's probably the last time I'll see the belt. I'll probably see it maybe when I get home for some media stuff. It'll be at my house for a little bit. But then when the time when it's time for the next camp, then I just go back to the gym and I'm like, Yep, here you go. And then that's when that's when Eugene knows like he switched. Now it's time to let's play the game. When you were talking earlier about having a family and all of that and you you obviously you're getting all this attention from these girls and girls are gonna look at you mm. so you're a prize, you know, I, I I'm a Fucking paycheck now. Absolutely. You know, have bro. a baby by me, baby. Be baby, a millionaire. Man, write a check before the baby come. Who the fuck cares? I'm stanky rich. Oh my God. It's true, man. It's, yeah. That's what they're going to look at you so like. You I'm, got that I'm, Rolex I'm, I'm on. Not try, I'm not trying to get trapped by no one. Yeah. So, so how does a girl say. separate herself from the pack to prove that she isn't one of those? Because that's tricky for them as well. <laughs> you try to give them game. Yeah, I'm trying to help some ladies out uh, here. I don't need this. Uh, uh, one of them's watching, and I'm going to give them the game plan <laughs> right now. How do you trap Izzy, the star yeah. vendor? Uh, but it must be hard, though, let me try because you've got so many different women asking, wanting the same thing from you. Mm. And they're, they're all just, they're just women. Yeah. So it's very hard to stand out. Mm, yeah, I guess. What uh, was the last thing a girl did that you thought, hmm, ooh, you're a bit different, you? Care. Give a fuck. Like, actually, not really trying to find a way to care about what they're going to get out of it, but actually just giving a fuck, just caring about someone. I think it's just, even just not about me, it's just about being nice, caring mm. about someone else. When I see that in someone, even my friends, if I see my friends, when I see them just showing love to each other, it, it makes me feel good inside. Mm. And just like, fuck, I'm so glad I'm part of this crew. So, yeah. Uh, but I'm, I'm they have to point. understand your needs yeah. as well, I'm guessing, because your life is so fucking complex. Oh, yeah. I'm, I, you, know, <laughs> you can't be expected to just be like, there, beck and call. Oh, no, yeah, yeah, definitely. I've had that in the past where someone's like, oh, I need to be the most important thing in my, in my person's life. I'm like, that ain't happening right now. That is definitely not happening right now. Yeah. And, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm happy with myself. That's the thing. First thing is just being happy with myself and being okay with where I'm at. I'm not trying to look for anything because if you go looking around, that's when you find the wrong things. Trust me, I've been there before too. But at the moment, I'm just happy where I'm at. I'm enjoying my London. freedom. Gonna yeah, and I'm in London town. This Fuck, the it. tings. What's the painting like, as they say? <laughs> is, that, is that a thing? Peng? Yeah, that's the one. Like. Yeah, what's the paintings like well, in there? One of the things that um, my editor, Gio, asked me to mm -hmm. ask you about, because he's a huge fan of you, shout out Gio, Conspiracy theories. Ooh, tinfoils. Do you, Where, uh, where's, where's the... Are they listening? Yeah. Is they, anyone listening? Are they going to get us? Is he out of sight? Because you're a smart guy as well. You've got a science degree, something like that, right? Me. Ah, who said that? Computer, computer <laughs> science, isn't it? I did computer graphic design, oh, so... Right. But I didn't get my degree because I dropped out to go be a UFC fighter or some shit. You can make our thumbnails. It worked then. out, all right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so any any conspiracy theories that you're like, you know what, there might be some truth in that. You've got like <laughs> the moon landing, 9-11. Ah, there's so many. Okay. All of these things. Well, fucking hell, you want to go deep. Okay, put it this way. <laughs> 
I'm a believer in some of them. I've got to admit, like the start of this 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 pandemic, I was just like, what the fuck? Because I was I, I, I was scared. Oh yeah. So when the first lockdown hit, it felt like it felt like the purge, and I remember like. New Zealand was pretty strict as well. From very, yeah. very strict. That's why we ki- we kicked COVID's ass, and then <laughs> yeah, that went well. We just delayed that yeah. shit. <laughs> look at us Good now, the laughing stock of the world. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> Let's laugh at us again. Yeah, God, that that uh, that woman, uh, she and uh, we're all like this. Oh yeah, yeah we can have R and V, fifty thousand people. Yeah. Now look at us. Um, yeah, we're behind now. It's so stupid. Like yeah. some of the some of the stuff they're implementing, but um, conspiracy theories. Look. I know aliens exist. I know definitely because even the the FBI or whoever have been coming out and being saying like, "Oh, we've been in possession of unidentified flying objects for a few years now." It's like, "Oh, you know shit." That Area Fifty One stuff. You had yeah. the um, the guy who came out of there, uh, Bob yeah, Lazar. Bob Lazar talking about all the the, the, the anti gravity moving thing. The way he explained it, I remember listening to that. And I was like, "What the fuck?" And you know, he's not lying. You know, he believes what he's saying. Yeah. And I'm like. There was a comedian, I can't remember which comedian said this the best, but he's like, do you lie to your kids? And everyone's like, yes. He's like, why? Like, to, to protect them. It's like, what the fuck do you think the government would do to protect you then? Don't you think they'll lie to you about a few things? Yeah. Maybe not everything. But- and there's a lot of pilots who've came out and been like, by the way, I've I've seen objects just move in ways that are just, it's just gone. Exactly. Yeah. And uh, this, th- look, these, go back to, 1905 and show someone one of these and then just play a video you'd be burned at the stake you'd be a witch or a wizard or whatever yep. so there's there's things we don't understand yet but because we 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 haven't been shown it so we can't fathom like this is even possible like when bob lazar was talking about you know putting a bowling ball in the middle of a bed um or mattress and then putting a marble on one side and then it rolling down that's how the force of this thing works like it, it bends space and time that way, and I'm like, I, I, it's like mental parkour for me, because you know I can see parkour, see someone run on the roof and pop, 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 poop, poop, gainer, this and that, but I can't recreate it. Yep, I can just watch it and observe, and I understand what he's doing. So when someone like Bob Lazar or Neil deGrasse Tyson or Jordan Peterson is talking about something, I can mentally just like I follow what you're saying. But then, like, I just try to recreate what Bob Lazar said, and I probably butchered it, but it's something with a bowling ball in the bed. And I remember how he described it, but it's like mental parkour, but it's because we don't understand when it. When he says it, it makes sense. But we try and repeat yeah. it. We blah, 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 crazy. science and gravity bed sheets and mattress and <laughs> marbles, and you get the ball, and it rolls down, the, and the aliens so like come out insane, the hole. insane, bro. Yeah, so, but... Uh, so I, I know aliens do exist, but the, when the start of this pandemic happened, I, yeah. So I was, I remember like it was just felt like the purge. Even at one point, there was a there was a car, a station wagon rolling by my house, blasting loud music, mm-hmm. and I was just like, I looked through, and I was like, locked the doors, shut the windows, turn the lights off, and I got my weapons and stuff, just getting ready because I, it was it was scary. But then, a lot of the stuff that I went down the rabbit hole on then. Not everything came true, but a lot of the stuff now is like okay, it's fact now that this was this 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 was made in a in a in a, in a, in a lab in Wuhan. Yep. When I said that, I don't know, 2020, people were like, oh, ah, stupid, blah blah blah. It, it came was from, from bats. bats and pangolins because fucking Stan Marsh fucked the pangolin or yeah. some shit in South Park. But um, yeah, now this is fact. But the same people now is like, oh. You, I, I guess you, it's fact. Do you have any reservations about some of the security measures that they're doing in regards to like 
uh, ID cards and Vax oh, yeah, cards and all of they're that. They're not going away. New Zealand and Australia, uh, yeah. they, they, some of the things we see in the cops doing over mm. there, uh, you know, it made me go, fuck going there in my life. Yeah. Like, they, they didn't do much for tourism, let me yeah. tell you. Because I was like, <laughs> oh, no, back in the day, your cops were crazy. <laughs> like two years ago when it was on New Zealand clean and green. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah I was like, yeah. That was, that was the I image. I want to go we there. Had. No, yeah, no, that's all that. gone down there. <laughs> We didn't ruin it. The government, the government ruined, ruined it. Yeah, yeah for ruined sure. It. So, but um, yeah, like even now, you look at what's <laughs> happening in Wellington in New Zealand. It looks like America in 2020. Like the cops are spraying people and these riots and protests. I was like, well, we just delayed all this shit. It's like the trickle down effect. Somehow New Zealand's always slow. Like Internet Explorer is loading, loading. It's like, yo, catch up. Like even now, they're trying to implement this whole thing with the sit down at the table you can take your mask off and when you get up you have to put your mask oh, on bro, and it's like they know that doesn't work anymore i don't know why we're trying to why are we so slow don't they have the internet these old heads are they still yeah. using fucking dial up windows 95 <laughs> can't they catch up but anyway um just yeah a, a lot of stuff that's happening i just feel like it just the whole vaccine cards thing uh, it's definitely if it's for our safety there's there's a lots of there's lots of other ways you can definitely mm. or our health our health. If it's for our health, there's, there's a lot of other things you can do to improve our health. But you look at what they're doing in China now with um, social credit scores. You know, mm. these are things I don't know if you're aware of. Where it's like if you um, buy, uh, I think what they did, they put something out recently in Canada that if you, they can stop your bank transactions or your your bank account like that if you say fund uh, uh, like a GoFundMe for some or some a protester exactly yeah. so those lorry driving uh, lorry drivers if that, you funded them yeah. they can just shut your bank account yeah, with, without a with court no order. warning with, with, you don't need any court proof order, nothing. you don't need proof that's crazy like that is that's where we're at right now say that in 2020 people would be like oh you're fucking kidding nah they'll fucking never do that Literally. and now look this is like something that's happening now in Canada they've just kind of said that but it's gonna trickle down and then it's all this is what happens when people wanna They've done this so many times in history. When you want to take people's rights away, you just push a little bit so they get fed up and you stop there. And then when they go back to doing their things, you push a little bit more. And then, ah. You always do it in the name of safety yeah. as well. Always, this is for your own good. But we, who, for, from, from who? From what? Yeah, from them, unfortunately. Yeah. Who's them? Is that the new pronouns? Yeah. They, them, Z. Fuck. We can't, we can't, we can't win. Crazy times, man. You've been watching anything good on Netflix lately? Me, yeah. ooh, you seen what that, I, um, Tinder swindler? I, honestly, so I've watched it, but my guys haven't watched it yet. So we're, we've been trying to watch it this whole trip because I want to watch it again. I said to them, I was like, "Yo, this is fucked. It's crazy. I don't know how this guy pulled it off, and he's a piece of shit for doing it." But I am impressed. <laughs> I can't lie. I'm Lord, impressed. I'm like ten million. Back, the men, men got one back. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but I don't know how. I'm like, I'm, I'm still like, he's a piece of shit. Like, cause some of the ladies like. He put them in debt, and he's not spent any jail time. Oh no! Cause That's another thing. It's, it's I'm like, borrowed money. He's free. I don't understand. Uh, and then somehow he's just, and he's now got a Hollywood agent that he's trying to do a dating show. From what I've he's seen, he's doing cameo. Room. You know where they do the a cameo? Yeah, I've seen. Messages? Yep, yep. And he's just bought somehow, a Ferrari. This guy. He's 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 a villain. He's actually like a legit villain, a super villain. And even even just, on his WhatsApp messages, you're yeah. like, this guy sounds like Scarface. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's was got it, that I'm in a him. Homeless king or yeah. some shit he said. But I'm just like, yeah. Like when he's like, hey, baby. Oh. And then all of a sudden he's like, I, you want the wall? We got the fucking wall. It sounds like he's got some kind of bipolar. Oh, yeah. You can tell he's yeah. just like, he, he's. And then when he was sending her those messages like unanswered, like, baby, please call me. You know, I'm like, oh, my God. But somehow, again, I'm impressed. 
And I'm impressed in the sense that I was like, I don't know how he got it, how he got away with it. It's like, well, it's a greed, isn't it? It's like it's when you sell the dream to someone. Mm. I just feel like those women were so hell bent on this is my one opportunity to become yep. a multi-millionaire. This is how you get trapped. So I give them everything. This is how you get trapped. Yeah, and, they, and, and I imagine by the time they're on like the third or fourth loan they've taken out, they're like, if I stop now, that means it's not real. Yep. So I'm just going to keep going because I can't. It's pop. almost like some people when they're in a cult and they realize they fucked up, but yeah. they're like, no, I can't. I'm going to my, yeah. stick with I'm it. I'm going to hold on to my beliefs. I don't care what anyone says. Yeah. So you're right. Now he had a system. He'll, he'll, he, he, this is the, one of the best ways of manipulation from what I've seen. Mm. In my experience, it's emotional manipulation, tugging the heartstrings. So he got them in there with the whole love thing. My enemies. Sold them a dream. My enemies are after yeah. me. I made a little fucking thing. <laughs> I've seen that. Yeah, yeah. fuck. It was my funny. I thought it, I was laughing myself. I literally watched that. I was like, I'm funny. But this is the thing, right? Like, yeah. we, we tried to get one of the, the ladies on the podcast. We yeah. were inquiring, and they were like, uh, no questions at all mm. about why did they not realize in time. And I'm mm. like, the entire documentary, at no point did you say uh, any of these women, why did you do this? Like, it yeah. wasn't even put to them. It was just like, we were in love. And that's what all you said. responsibility yeah. from these 30 odd year old women is just taken away. And yeah. I understand they're victims, mm. but at the same time, like, Come on. Yeah. At least that's the fucking question. But no. everyone's dancing around the elephant in the room, which is, yeah. we were going to get rich. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, it's, I mean, like I said, he sold them a dream. I don't even know how he got his, yeah. his those photoshopped images, those pages online, whatever. But he got it somehow, and he already had a system in place. Yeah. So it's like a virus. He would lead, latch onto a, a host, mm. siphon them up. Horrible. Siphon them up. And then eventually, when he's done siphoning that up, then cool, detach, and then find a new host. And then, yeah, like I said, he's a piece of shit, but at the same time, I can't lie. I'm impressed. And that, I know they might come for me for that, but hey, bring the smoke. <laughs> we got to wrap this up now because mm -hmm. uh, Izzy's got a lot of things to be getting on with in London. Mm -hmm. Got to see the paintings. Yeah. And, um, and the bridge. And uh, Feels like it's 5 p.m. Yeah. Is it? These windows are tinted. Oh, That's okay. Why. I see. Fuck. I was like, Is damn, it? it got dark. Production, bro. <laughs> um, yeah. But one last question. Mm -hmm. How would you like to be remembered? Ooh, a good cunt. A guy who was just in here having fun, doing his thing for everyone, and left with a smile on his face and a lot of money. Shitload of money. Shitloads of money. Bags that new contract. Yes. And uh, yeah, thanks very much, mate. You're an absolute legend. Yeah, appreciate it. Huge fan. Can't wait to see all your next fights. And uh, yeah, don't forget to subscribe to his uh, channel. Freestyle Bender yeah. on YouTube. One of the best YouTube channels growing right now. Yeah. We're only a year strong and we're blowing up. 400 Freestyle Bender. That's like 700, 800 right now. Is it? We're going up. Almost a milli. God almighty. My man. Check it. Straight away. Yeah. Uh, yeah, subscribe. Easy. Thanks for watching. We'll see you later. Cheers. Peace.